Hey, my friend, welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My name is Lori Seitz. I'm an entrepreneur, mentor, founder of Zen Rabbit, and your guide in moving from fine to fantastic. I love inspiring others to listen to their inner voice and encouraging them to take the steps toward fulfilling their soul. Join me here as we navigate through life transformation, moving from that place where you say everything's fine, it's just fine, but you're really feeling a deep undercurrent of suck. How do you move from there to a renewed sense of yourself? You're in the right place for stories and experiences of self-discovery and courage to help you on your journey. And you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. We've got a celebration going on today. Break out the cupcakes. This is episode 25, so I'm changing things up for this one. My friend Jeanette Gallardo asks me the questions I'm usually asking my guests. This was her idea because she wanted to know more of my story and thought you, the listener, would want to know too. She does an outstanding job and even gets me to cry. Clearly, you want to hear that part, right? Here's to another 25. Okay, let's get real. Here's to another 125 episodes. Cheers. Quick reminder, for community and camaraderie, come join us in the Fine is a Four-Letter Word Facebook group. Today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. When you're asking yourself, what's next for me? Who am I now in this season of life? And where do I even start figuring out my purpose? The fuck being fine experience is here for you. Reserve your space in the next group, which starts in just a couple weeks. Let me take you from doing just fine and lead you to a place of unprecedented passion, clarity, and peace. I'd love to chat with you about the steps to finding the courage to do what you know you need to do. Go to zenrabbit.com to learn more or to schedule a complimentary call. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fine is a Four-Letter Word. This is a very special episode because this is episode 25, which is quite a milestone because not a whole lot of podcasts get to episode 25. I know that seems crazy to think about, but here we are already at episode 25. This one's going to be a little bit different because my friend Jeanette Gallardo is on. She's going to turn the tables on this situation and she's going to interview me. So I'm going to turn it over to Jeanette and let her go and we'll see where this goes. Welcome, Jeanette. Thank you. I'm very excited. And first of all, congratulations on episode 25. This is very exciting. And uh, before we begin with the interview, I would like to introduce myself. So I am Jeanette Gallardo. I am um the founder of Vita Solutions, and I do uh, fractional CFO work as well as money mindset coaching. So yeah, so let's get started. I'm very excited because as you know, like uh, I I have so many questions for you. Like I, I follow your podcast and I'm always intrigued in learning from your um, guests. But I have always wondered, like, what about you? Like, I want to get you to know, I want to uh, get to know you more. 
So this is the perfect episode to turn things a little bit uh, around and get you on the spotlight and get uh, for the audience. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that wants to know you more. So as you know, um, we we start the this podcast with um, a little bit of getting to know you, uh, like a brief overview of your early life. And we want to know like what was expected of you growing up. Yes, I knew you were going to ask me that because that's what I ask everyone. So yeah, my beliefs and values. You know, one of the the ones that came to mind uh, most immediately was education. Education is important. That was always something that was emphasized in my family and always and that it, you always have to be learning. Like my maternal grandfather lived to be 97, 96 or 97 and he was always learning. Like that's a lifelong thing. So that's great because I think that as humans, we should always be learning. The downside or if there's a negative side to it is that for a very long time, and this is something I still manage, work on managing, is that I never know enough. Right, right, right. Yeah, being in that place of, well, I don't know enough yet. I still have to learn more in order to do X, Y, or Z. I don't know enough. So. Right. And I also feel like there's a flip side to that because it's great. I think that's a great um, thing to have. Like you want to develop and grow and learn. But I think the flip side to that is, are you applying it into your life or are you just learning to learn and just going through life uh, being fine without making any changes? Was that the case for uh, in, in like in your family, your grandfather and like uh, one of the, I guess, habits? That's a good point because I think that is something that I have done is go and learn and learn and learn, but not necessarily implement. In the in the past, I've gotten better re- in the more recent years, but good point there because yes, there's value in learning for learning's sake, but then there's also not value if, if you're just learning and not implementing, that could be to your detriment. Right, right, right. And do you find that with, well, let me jump onto this question because I, um, um, I want to learn more about your program. And I was going to ask with the program that you're currently running, do you find that with your, the, the participants that they're like, they have done all this work on themselves, done all the things and, you know, like they are at a place that they have, like they have gained so much growth but are they applying what they have learned or all of the education that they have, they have done? Are they applying it in their lives? Or is that where you come in and kind of like help them navigate through that? Or how does that, how does that look? So walk us a little bit through your program and then like your clients, like where are they in what stage of their life they're in? Yeah, I'll do that. And then I also want to go back and, and um, cause there are a couple other things of values and beliefs that play into some things as well. But yes, one of the things that the people who participate in my program have is that they are not new to personal development. Like they've been doing personal development for years. And really, personal development isn't something where you get to a point and you're like, okay, I'm done here. It is a lifelong process of always learning more about yourself and, and how you interact and how you communicate and how you function in the world. So that is something that they have experience with and that they understand is a lifelong thing. Implementation is 
like you said, a lot of people learn for the just to learn and then never implement. And that's why the program has actual exercises. Like I don't I hesitate to call it homework, but there are exercises after every session to carry out on your own to go do things. For example, uh, one of them in the, the, and well, I'm sure you'll ask me more about this question because I get it all the time about the, the three different parts, which is in the fuck being fine experience, there's the trilogy for success. And one of the components of that is gratitude. And one of the exercises under gratitude is to write three letters, three gratitude letters to people who have positively contributed to your life in some way and that maybe they don't know. I love that. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Uh, like, yeah, and we can, we'll continue on diving into because I know you have a lot of, to share through, through, uh, throughout, but like, yeah, let's go back to um, uh, what were the beliefs that were instilled in you and that you picked up? Yeah. So two more. One of them was about being practical with money, that you have to be practical and you have to be responsible with money. I am pretty sure that my dad co-signed, because I can't think of how else I would have gotten a credit card at 17, but that's when I got my first credit card, and I believe it was a Macy's card, because those are easier to get, you know, a store card, but to start building my credit and to start learning how to be responsible with credit, that uh, savings was always a big thing. Like I have, uh, I have a piggy bank that is actually a ceramic pig that I have had since I was a child. That thing is still not cracked open. It's sitting on my dresser. So money, being responsible with money, donating money to charitable causes was always something that was, that was important in my family. So the flip side of that is that I have a hard time allowing myself treats or doing nice things for myself because I I should be saving the money, right? It's all, it's about saving it so you can have it for the future. I don't know what's happening in the future that I need all this money for, but that's <laughs> that's what I was learning. And how have you seen that so aside from just like I guess there's this guilt and I can relate to that. I, 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 I think that place, I don't know if just by being a woman or just anybody that, uh, money has played, uh, has been a big factor in their upbringing, but how have you overcome that so that you can actually treat yourself and not feel guilty? Well, I'm still working on that. <laughs> I mean, you know, so sometimes it's it's smaller things that I'll I'll do something like oh, I could get I could get a cupcake or I could but you know, I I could really use a massage and I have not allowed myself to do that in a very long time. So, it's, so it's then we're definitely like booking a massage after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that sounds good. And then the third thing was, and I didn't realize that I had learned this until after my mom passed away seven years ago, but friendships are important. Friendships have always been important to me. I knew that part, but I didn't know where that came from. And it was came from watching her, I guess, from just being around her. 
she had friends that she had one friend my who we called my aunt carol they were friends since they were five years old and she was still good friends with her college roommate and other people that she just she had lifelong friendships and i have the same and so clearly i saw that I heard that she was model <clears throat> excuse me that she was modeling that for me and i uh i love that i love that i have that i love that she modeled that for me oh thanks <laughs> i love it yeah yeah and and you know the flip side of that is that uh i tend to be very very loyal to people and so i stay friends with people pretty much forever if you come into my friend world but at the same time, if, if it's not a, a necessarily healthy relationship, I might stay in it too long because I am very loyal to that relationship. So, so walk me through that. Like, how does that look? Uh, how do you know when to, um, I guess, let go of a relationship that is not serving you? <laughs> yeah, okay. Now you're going to make me cry. So... Uh, <laughs> That's part of what happened, I think, in, you know, in my marriage, because I, this was a person that was, is, is, is still an amazing person. But when the relationship got to the point where it wasn't really serving either one of us anymore, we stayed in because loyalty, because we can make this work, because there's history like that's what, you know, a lot of friendships have this history and you don't want to give that up. And so it it's, you know, about becoming realizing that okay, you're not giving up the history. You're you're not really giving up anything. It's just freeing each other to go on and live the next season of life. That's oh, that's so powerful because I do believe that a lot of people stay in those friendships and relationships and just oh, oh I just love that uh you're being so like like just opening up to us like love that because I know I know people are gonna are gonna appreciate it too like to get to see also your world and learn about you so thank you thank you for being so open yeah uh but as, as I was saying like uh it's so powerful to be able to identify and not identify that, okay, this relationship is no longer serving us. So let's move forward because it is so easy to stay as, as in that fine, like we're fine. Like not, there's nothing wrong. It's just that we're just fine. And there's no longer any inspiration or aspiration, motivation, growth for the relationship either. So that is so powerful that, you can actually look at it and cherish everything that you have had with that person, but still be able to move forward and let go. Um, and, and, and I, I mean, and I, I keep on coming back to your program cause I'm like, that's probably something that you, that you covered, uh, during your, um, uh, the fuck being fine experience. I'm assuming. Yeah. Like yeah, how well, to let go of that. Right, because it takes a lot of courage to yeah, yeah. to let go of whether it's a relationship with a, a marriage, a partner, whatever that is, or it's a relationship with a job, being in a job for 20 years and 
just not feeling fulfilled anymore or letting go of, you know, you and I don't have children, but people who have children, letting them go, that's what you raised them for, was to be responsible adults, to let them go out on their own. All of those those situations are very difficult to navigate through. And when I first left my marriage, people were telling me how courageous that was. And I'm like, that's not, well, like, no, no, no. I didn't see it as being courageous. And looking back though, yeah, there is an element of courage to that. You have to be willing to jump off the cliff, even if you don't see a safe landing below you. You don't see a landing at all, or you're, I don't know where this is gonna take me. You have to be willing to to move in faith, trust and faith. And so that is the third part of the, the trilogy for success is courage. The first part is gratitude. The second part is connections friendships, connections, and the third part is courage. Wow. that And that is so important. And as you were saying, like when you left your marriage and people were telling you that that was so courageous and you're like, you couldn't see that, but it is, it's just trusting the unknown. I think that's so yes. powerful. And like just trusting that, that everything that is meant for you is going to happen. And and just being there and trusting that 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 unknown, which is I think is the most uncomfortable, uncomfortable thing for for us as humans to do. Um, so how do you how do you walk that walk uh, and stay trusting that everything is going to work out? Yeah, well, first of all, I love that you said everything that is meant for you will happen. That is such a powerful thing to keep in mind and to, you know, put on a, a bulletin board or a whiteboard or a post-it note and just keep in your bathroom or wherever you need it to remind you. Uh, yeah, one of the, the tools that I used to help me through that experience, through, through that experience and every day since is meditation. And yeah, I mean, there's not really a day that goes by that I don't meditate for at least five minutes. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour. It's doesn't, there's a, there's a Zen proverb that if you don't have time to meditate for an hour a day, you should meditate for two. Uh, <laughs> but, but even that, you don't have to put an hour into it. You know, five, 10, 15 minutes can be enough to help you feel grounded and calm and find that sense of peace. And I'm at the point now where it's almost like I didn't brush my teeth if I leave the house or get up and get into my day without meditating. It's just part of my morning routine at this point. Yes, I uh, I love that because as you know, I'm like a big, um, big into meditating and that's a big part of my life as well. And so can you share with us what does meditate? Because I think there's a, a misconception or people see meditation as different things and means different things to different people. Can you walk us through what meditation can look like? Because there are so many phases of meditation. And like, how can you actually um, uh, uh, bring that as part of your routine? Yeah, you know, I, I love the, the app Insight Timer. Insight Timer, we can put that in the show notes. But Insight Timer is an app you can download for free. And there are 100,000 meditations on there. None of mine, but 
that's okay. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. The so picking a an something from there, and you can search by time. If you only have ten minutes, you can find a ten. You can search by a topic whether you want a, a meditation for anxiety or stress or sleep or whatever it is. Um, I just find something there. Usually in the for the morning meditations, I usually find something from there and listen to that. So so meditation is not necessarily, and I've had clients tell me that they thought meditation was getting, you know, sitting cross-legged on a mat in complete silence and getting rid of all of the thoughts in their head, which is virtually impossible for anybody. <laughs> so then they thought they were doing it wrong because they couldn't do that. But meditation is really about seeing the thoughts coming into your head and then coming back to, bringing yourself back to your breathing, the sound of the meditation teacher's voice, your heartbeat, whatever it is that you're bringing yourself back to. That is actually part of the practice of meditation is keep bringing yourself back, keep bringing yourself back. And a lot of people, meditation, using a guided meditation, that's not cheating. That's another thing is people are like, well, I, I couldn't sit in silence and it's kind of cheating if I listen to music or a, a meditation with a, a guided meditation with a voice. Not cheating at all. Because it's really about calming your nervous system, your circulatory system, calming yourself and getting into this place where you're just grounded and centered and in touch with your own inner truth. That's what we don't give ourselves enough time to do. Yeah, oh, that gave me goosebumps. Yes, it's being like connected to oneself and to our truth. I love that, to our truth. Yeah. Oh, I ha I, this is the first time I see it that way. It is our truth. So before I ask you another question on the meditation, I have this one, like, how were you introduced to meditation? Like when, when, how long have you been practicing? Like, what was your story with, with meditation? Yeah, my, <laughs> another great thing my mom did for me, uh, she did many things as I was growing up, but she introduced my brother and me to meditation when I was 10. She took us to this meditation course that's now known as the Silva Method and put us through this course. So I learned how to meditate when I was 10. But then I didn't use it for like the next 35 years. So <laughs> I don't know why. Like I knew about all the benefits and I knew it would help me and I still didn't do it until until shortly after she passed away. And then I got back into it because I was looking for some ways to be grounded and centered and find that sense of peace. And I came back to it and and found uh found some meditations that worked for me. Wow, I feel like it was a full circle. So she prepared you for when she passed. Oh, don't um, even you know, <laughs> now you're gonna make me cry <laughs> again. <laughs> As I'm listening to you, I'm like, what? Oh, she gave you the tools, but you weren't ready because she was preparing you for, for her passing. That's wow. Sure. That I, I never looked at it that way. That's yeah. Yeah, because uh, that's the thing, right? Because we, again, through the learning, we learn, we learn, we learn. 
But sometimes it's not, it's not the time for us to come in and do the work, but it's in there. Like we're, we have it in us. We have the tools. So when we're ready, uh, it shows up like whatever situation that might be. And then we're ready. We have the tools and we can work on that area of our lives. So it's like a full circle. Yes. So that's wow. That, that's so, whoa. Beautiful. That's so like, insightful of you. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel things. That's how things work out, I feel. Like you're doing all these things and sometimes you don't even know that you're already doing the work yeah. until you're faced with a challenge and you're so like you're there uh, where you have been preparing yourself without knowing to to face that challenge and to pull all, all those tools that you learned when you were 10. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's kind of like how I see it. Uh, but one one question I do have because I love 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 your meditations. You actually did a custom meditation for me, and it was so powerful. So I'm I have been meditating for a, a couple of years now, and I had never had like a custom meditation. I I didn't even think that existed until you did my meditation. And I want to share with the audience because it was awesome. And from somebody that I had been like practicing uh, meditation. I totally forgot that it was a custom made meditation because it was so professional and your voice is so beautiful and so powerful. I, I did just, not, let me, I did not pay Jeanette to say this. I didn't even ask her to. We didn't, uh, okay, go on. <laughs> I, I wasn't paid for this. I'm, I'm actually like, I love her. Um, I love her voice and you have like this voice, like you were meant to, um, yeah, to speak for us, to, to help us heal. Um, and your meditation to me, I totally forgot that you had like, it was custom made. And then all of a sudden you're saying things that like during our conversation that you were going to bring up, you know, like to help me with whatever I was working on. And all of a sudden, like you start bringing, like, I remember like walking at my grandmother's house and this, and I just started crying like I got so emotional. It's it just took me to a different place and a different level of meditating. So I I did want to bring that up because I felt very connected to your med like the way you do your custom meditations. And I want you I want you to share with us like how the process of that, like how do you work with, with clients on that? Because they're so at least for me it was so powerful. And to me it's like you planted the seed in my subconscious without even realizing and things like I have seen a lot of shifts through your meditation. So I, I do believe they're so powerful. So, so walk us through that, like the process and, and, and your love for them. Cause Thank I can you. feel the love, like, like while following your guided meditation. Yeah. So the custom gratitude meditations are actually part of the fuck being fine experience because that is in the, the second part of the trilogy is connections where we talk about connections with others. And then of course, most importantly, the connection with yourself. And so anybody who participates in the program gets a customized meditation. And then they're also available outside of the program which is, is what you and I did with that. Um, but those custom meditations help people get into this feeling of gratitude, feeling gratitude, which is one of the more elevated emotions, elevated um, um, 
emotions uh, that we that you want to be in in order to manifest things in into your life you have to be vibrating that's the word I was looking for you have to be at a vibration a higher vibration and gratitude is one of the highest vibrations you can be at joy love appreciation those are the higher vibrations and so in order to bring the things into your life that you want you have to be matching that higher vibration and that's what those meditations do is they help people to feel gratitude and I start out by helping clients feel gratitude for things that have happened in the past and things that are currently manifested into their life because sometimes it's easier to feel gratitude for those things, things you can remember and then I carry that through into feeling gratitude for those things that you are working on manifesting into your life, feeling gratitude for them as if they are already here because that is the key, that's, a, that's the, the trick, if you will, to getting them to manifest faster. And, and if people don't like the term manifest, the other way to phrase that is, is achieving goals. So getting to those goal achievements faster when you are visualizing and meditating on those things, they happen faster. Yes, oh, that makes so much sense because... As I'm thinking of the meditation you did for me and you were asking me because I was wondering why are you asking me all these questions, but now it makes sense because you asked me like, uh, tell me about a, a time or place or experience where you felt the like gratitude, where you felt love, where you felt love, uh, where joy. Where you felt safe, and, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as you're walking me through my meditation, you're like, you're dropping those uh, insights in there. And the most powerful thing is that it feels like, I don't know, I felt like I was paying for this, like, uh, you know, like high end meditation. So that's what I loved about it, because I, I totally forgot that it was my own. <laughs> and, I, and I love how you walk me through it. And, and you set me up first. I felt the emotions in my body. Yeah. Like when you were walking me through it, I, I felt it. And it felt so real. Like, I mean, I started crying. I wasn't sad. It was like this uh, crying. Like I felt so connected to those feelings that it brought tears to my eyes. And then as you started walking me through the future and my what I wanted to manifest or my goals, it, they felt so real. And it's just, and it's one of the meditations that I keep on going back to. And it's, it's so, it's so amazing. I'm always amazed on how things are start, like start showing up because it does play in your subconscious. And, and as you said, like staying in a higher uh, state of vibration is going to help you move forward towards those goals or toward manifesting. So that makes total, like now I can see like how, how that is connected. That is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And, and yeah, I yeah. get that feedback from a lot of people that I've created them for the same thing. It's this, um, yeah, it's a feeling that you can't get from a meditate, any other kind of meditation. Yes. Yeah. And, and I felt that. And for people that, um, uh, haven't tried them, I highly recommend them. Like it's such, I mean, I mean, I know, I, I'm saying it for me as that I truly like, I mean, I love them. And I, I do believe that 
people would benefit from those. Even the ones from your podcast, like at the end of uh, every episode, they're like so good. Like I, I love like um, listening to those as well. So yeah. Yeah. And I really so, enjoy creating them, which is I think part of the the feeling that you get is because I'm putting energy into them and I love it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that. So let me ask you this because I, I, I mean, I have so many questions for you and I know I'm going all over the place, but um, I wanted to ask you how long uh, were you stuck in fine and how long did it take you to realize that you know, like how was, how was the process for you? Like, did you know you were stuck in flying for a long time, but you didn't have the courage to move forward? Or did you realize that all of a sudden, like, or like walk us through that? How did it show up for you? Yeah. Yeah. I will answer that question. And, um, it was, and I think for most people, it, you know, you know that you're in fine for a long time because fine is comfortable. It's like a warm blanket. Mm. You don't want to get a you know warm blanket on a cold day. Let's say yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to leave it because again, it comes back to it's scary. And yeah. so, I mean, I don't. I probably knew for ten years, yeah. but I kept thinking wow. that I we can fix this. It can get better. Mm-hmm. It can be better than fine. It will just yeah. We can do this. We can do that. We can. I I can work harder. I can make it happen. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't want to do the hard thing. I I, I didn't get married thinking that I was going to get divorced. In fact, that's my parents got divorced when I was about 11. And I always said, that's something I'm never going to do. And I deliberately looked uh, 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 in my head. I made the choice, but, um, it wasn't until I looked back, like I didn't only date people whose parents had been married for ever. Uh, But that is who I ended up marrying was somebody whose parents were married for uh, 50 years. I don't remember how old. I mean, they were married for their entire lives. And because I thought, okay, I want somebody who knows what that is like. And that Mm -hmm. is who I married. uh, And it still didn't work for me. So, (laughs) but yeah, it, it, it takes a long time to build up the courage to come to the edge and jump. Right, right, right. And then when you were ready to make that, uh, I guess, decision to move forward, what tools did you use uh, to get you through that? It was, again, it was meditation for the most part. Yeah, I mean, starting, I started meditating before I actually left, but... Yeah, using using meditation, um, and and just getting to the point, you know, again after my mom passed away, and that was f- still four years before I left the marriage. Uh, but because she was only seventy three, and I don't think it really matters. She could have been, you know, one hundred and three. You start looking at your life, going, all right, do I want to live the next twenty years the same way I lived the last twenty? And if the answer is no, what are you going to do about it? And that's what kept going in my head of, all right, what am I going to do about it? What do I, how do I want to live differently? That is, yeah. And that is, I think the question that not a lot of people, well, maybe they get to ask that question for themselves, but 
they just neglect it like um I'm, I'm, I'm fine like why would I go through all of that like you know like the comfort of just showing up to a marriage that maybe doesn't make me happy but I have all of these other things to make right. up for it right and right like, at the, least the, I the know what I have here exactly exactly and the distractions like I feel like it, we almost kind of like turn into like we start brainwashing ourselves and like find distractions so we don't have to deal with that, even though we know we have to. But um, uh, that's uh, one of the the things that I, I believe keeps us there. Um, so and sometimes I almost feel like when you f- you're you you have done all the work, you're outside of fine, but you still have more work to do. Yeah. Do you find that? Yes, for sure, because I, tremendous amount of guilt, if we are being honest here, which I am, uh, for even now, I've worked through a lot of it, so I don't have nearly as much, but those first year, first year for sure, even the second year, so much freaking guilt, because I was the one who said, we need to move past, you know, we, I was the one who left. I was the one who initiated it, even though he agrees that the relationship wasn't serving either one of us. And in fact, about a year ago, we were having a conversation and he's, he's the one who said, in order for us to, if we were ever to get back together, we would have to sacrifice individually sacrifice too much of who we are to make it work. And that was so profound for me. He was saying that because he knew I was still dealing with a lot of guilt from it. And he was trying to help me work through that, which is a tremendous, see now, you just keep taking me into the crying place, Um, (laughs) tribute to who he is. Yeah, wow. And that is, I I feel that, and and by the way, tears, I find tears beautiful. So (laughs) no shame in crying. I, I appreciate uh, all emotions. Uh, they're beautiful and they make us human and they make us connect to others. Uh, so thank you. Yes. Thank you for, for sharing, sharing with us. Um, but I was going to say um, that piece where you're like, okay, I'm out of fine and I, and I am doing better, but I do find that it's always we always have to work on ourselves, even Correct. when we're outside of fine, even when we have done all the work, there's always more work to be done. So we don't get, get we don't, we don't find the next uh, 2.0 fine version of us, you know, like, right. it's like, you have to keep on going and doing the work. And I, and I do believe that's what you do in your program with those uh, women that, uh, you know, like they, they are, uh, they have done all the work already. They're outside of fine or they're trying to get outside outside of fine and they don't want to get stuck in the fine fine 2.0 version of themselves. So walk yeah. us through that. That's a that's a great um, a great analogy or a great way to put it. And uh, yeah, you know, I don't uh, I will talk about that. And then we can um, since we kind of brought it full circle back to the whole idea of that education and learning is a lifelong process. Um, and then we can we can uh, wrap it up because uh, we could go on forever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like Let's to keep it. them a little bit condensed. Um, yeah, I mean that's part of the the program is really just about giving people tools. It's accountability. It's a group program because groups tend to 
you know, you have the support of each other. So when I do private client, which I do also, but I, uh, that, you know, you have me as the support, but when you have a group, then you have a small, a small tribe to support you as well, to share ideas, to share experiences, to help everybody feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this. I'm not the only one who feels guilt around this. I'm not the only one struggling with meditating or I'm not the only one struggling with making these decisions, whatever it is, finding purpose. The, uh, it is, it's a lifelong ongoing experience, which is why we need to, you know, why there are so many different programs, so many different books, so many different podcasts. There's, there's perspective from every single one of them that is different and useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, for sure, it's always a work work to be done, and and growth is just uh, consistent, uh, everyday type of of thing. So finally, our last question to end uh, today's interview uh, in baseball, there's what's known as your walk up song. Uh, what is yours? The one that pumps you up, the one that gets you ready. Yeah. So you're asking the girl who has spent time as an on-air radio personality who loves music. And uh, that's why I, I implemented this question in my podcast. So I, of course, have so many songs and I make my guests choose one. So if I had to only choose one, it would probably be Carrie Underwood's Champion. However, mm. it could also be Van Halen slash Van Hagar, because that's what the era yeah. was, but their song right now. Oh, I love that. So oh. I will put links to both of those in the show notes and, and Pink. I mean, almost everything Pink. Her songs <laughs> totally yeah. get you pumped up. Um, yeah. Those are. I love those. Like they, also the contrast of each of them. Like that's <laughs> that's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I diversity. Uh, diversity yeah. in music tastes for sure. I love that. So well, thank you, thank you for opening up to us and sharing your story. And I love that we get to learn more about you and who's behind the the microphone and the interview. So uh, thank you and 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 gratitude. Thank you, Jeanette, for being such an amazing host of my own podcast <laughs> and, and for offering to, in fact, suggesting this was your idea to do this episode. And I thought it was such a great, great thing to do for episode 25. So thank you so much for joining me here on Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Thank you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye. Wow. That was fun. Jeanette assures me she has no interest in taking over my show, even though she was absolutely fantastic in that role. She's going to stay focused on humanizing business finances for entrepreneurs who excel at their craft, but don't necessarily have a business background. Her company is Vita Solutions. Find the link to her website in the show notes. Now, on to some key points from our conversation. Number one, there's a difference between learning and implementing. I believe learning is a worthy and lifelong endeavor. However, we can study and learn all day, every day, and it only becomes valuable when you apply that knowledge. It's also important to recognize that you'll never know everything. 
Don't let not knowing everything keep you from thinking you don't know enough, meaning you don't know enough to do the thing you really want to do. Sure, there's always another certification or degree you could get, but that doesn't mean you can't start doing the thing today with the knowledge you already have. Number two, you are not obligated to stay in a relationship that's no longer serving you. Whether it's a personal relationship with another person, a relationship with a job situation or career, a relationship with food or health, any kind of relationship, if it's not working for you anymore, it's not contributing to your joy, it's time to reevaluate and find the courage to change it. That may mean walking away from it, or it might mean redefining or adjusting it in some way. Regardless, it means finding the courage to say, I'm no longer willing to compromise who I am here. My soul needs something more. And even though it's scary as hell, I have to step into growth. Number three, I absolutely love that Jeanette shared her belief of everything that is meant for you is going to happen. I completely agree. It's often difficult to remember, especially when it seems like everything is going sideways. It's absolutely true, though. You get the ideas that were meant for you. You get the situations that were meant for you. Everything happens for your highest good. Number four, Jeanette asked me about staying in a place of trust in that regard. For me, meditation is what keeps me grounded and able to find peace amidst chaos. It's what works for a lot of people today and has throughout history. It doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged on a mat for an hour a day. The key is getting quiet enough to hear your own inner voice. So whether you do that by walking in nature or journaling or coloring, make sure you're doing it regularly. Because the voices of society will always scream at you what it wants you to believe. Only you know what's right for you. You have to give yourself the time and space to hear your own truth. And then, of course, follow it. Number five, it's easy to find distractions to keep you stuck in a place of fine. Fine is comfortable. Fine is like a warm blanket on a cold night. And sure, there's a time and place for warmth and comfort. However, you can't live your whole life wrapped in a cocoon. Like a caterpillar, you eventually have to morph into a butterfly and fight your way out of the cocoon. Otherwise, you die. Nothing in nature stays the same. Energy is always in motion, so you're either growing or dying. You get to choose. Let me take this opportunity to express my genuine appreciation for you. There are plenty of podcasts to listen to and ways to spend your precious time. I am honored you've chosen to share it with me here on Fine is a Four-Letter Word. It brings me joy to have these conversations and to create these shows. Hopefully, you feel the love and positive energy we're conveying. If you ever have questions or comments, reach out to me directly through email at lori at zenrabbit.com, through my website at zenrabbit.com, or through social media. I don't have a staff who responds on my behalf. You'll hear back from me personally. You matter, my friend. Love and live in gratitude. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. 
Please share this show with a friend. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other women like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. And I'd love to hear what's happening in your world. Join me on social. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. And lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. Or maybe it's just before, depending on where you're listening. Look for it. You'll find it because you always find exactly what you're looking for. Remember that. <laughs>